This is the Fantasy Road Show. All right. Welcome back in, everybody. Um, this is your hosts, Coles underscore sports. Ryan at fantasy underscore trucker. And um, yeah, uh, excited for another episode. We This is episode six. Uh, we'll be six doing already? Dynasty. Yeah. Crazy. Um, episode six. We're hammering them out. Uh, it's awesome. We're both having a lot of fun. We are Dynasty Rankings 21 through 30. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's going on? What's uh, I see your your cats in the background there. Yeah. Everything, everything good by you? Yeah, good. They're enjoying their little cat nap, you know, uh, midday uh, routine over here. So, um, yeah, all is, all is good in the Peterson household. Love it. Um, let's talk about – so. This is our second recording remote. We're kind of trying out software. As I mentioned in the last episode, we're going to be going, working through some things until we really catch our groove recording remote. But I think we found our, our video. I think we found the, the software we're going to be using. I see you very clearly. I hear you very clearly. So yeah. we're happy um, and we're ready to start, uh, you know, firing off some YouTube channel video recordings as well. I know we've t- some of the feedback has been, you know, want to see some video content as well. So I think we're finally there. Yeah, here we go. Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. All right, so let's dive right in, Mike. Where are we starting? 21. Uh, I got Aaron Jones. Uh, I say we start there. Yeah, um, I got him down at 22. I, I, I'm, so, I'm so pumped for Aaron Jones. I really am. Yeah. Um, I am pumped for Jordan Love more than Aaron Jones. Yes, you are. Um, so I think that Jones's stock is going to be higher than it was last year with Rodgers. And the reason why I say that is because he's going to be that veteran presence. That's that comfort, uh, that, that safety net, that comfort outlet for love, uh, commanding the huddle, just like being that veteran presence that leads and just really, um, makes love feel at home here coming into that starting role. So I just think he's going to be relied on more. He's going to be more of a featured star of that, of that offense. So that's kind of my short piece on, on Aaron Jones this year. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones is 28 years old. Uh, he has two years left on his contract with the Packers. Um, last year he finished, you know, with a career high in rushing yards with 1121 and receptions of 59. So, um, averaging 5.5.3 per carry on 213 carries. He, he still looks explosive. You know, he's, uh, he finished inside the top 10 each of the last four years. The guy is a beast. Uh, the Packers, like you said, they should be running the ball early and often to kind of relieve some of that pressure on, on, uh, Jordan love. And, you know, I'm just, you know, he's, he, here's the thing, you know, Mike, you like to talk about mileage on a car. Um, in the, in three of the last four seasons, he has never eclipsed over 240 carries, but he still awesome. had, he's still had over a thousand yards rushing. So when you talk about mileage on a car, he doesn't have a lot of miles on that car. Yeah. I mean, he is 28. So, um, his age plays a little factor in the two years on his contract concerning. Cause like, is he a Packer, uh, after those two years? 
time will tell who knows. I probably lean. No. Yeah. Um, just from like, we'll see where the Packers are at that. Two years is a fucking lifetime. Well, it, it, yeah, um, but running but, backs are, it's hard to get a contract at 27 years old, let alone 30. So, you know, yeah, that's what I mean. So, um, yes, I completely agree. But if that's why our rankings reflect him at 21, his next two years should be highly productive with the Packers. Um, so, you know, I'm, 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 very bullish on him the next two years. I just, that's really all I got to say about Aaron Jones. He's a stud. I think he's going to catch the ball 60 times this year, 400 yeah. yards, maybe, you know, four to six touchdowns receiving. And then you can add another, um, probably same four to six on the ground, probably more on the six range. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love him. Um, I think that he's going to be leaned on heavily the new quarterback stepping in and I think love is going to do a really good job. So, you know, Packers are going to surprise some people. I think they're projected to be last in the division. I don't think that'll yes, they be the are. case. Yes, they yeah, are. I, I, I don't think that'll be the case. So uh, a lot has to shake out in the NFC North, which we'll talk about in our divisional breakdowns, but wide range, anyone in that division can get in first place. Anyone can get last. So it'll be exciting and something to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think we can move on here. Uh, I have someone ranked a little higher or one spot higher than Aaron Jones in my ranking at 21. I have Damian Pierce and you have him all the way down at 27. Um, a little yeah. bit about Damian Pierce. Uh, he, you know, in the small sample size that he had last year before he got injured, he was really good. I mean, he was a fourth round draft pick, so not much draft capital. But in weeks three through 10, he had he ranked, uh, racked up a 4.8 yards per carry, 670 yards and three touchdowns adding 20 receptions for 112 yards. So he was heavily utilized um, and the focal point of that Houston offense. So, um, yeah. you know, with a rookie yeah, I quarter- knocked him a little bit too. Um, so he was one of the guys, sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. Um, he, he's, you always get every year you get training camp hype guys and a lot of them do not uh, pan out. Pierce got hyped up like that and he did pan out. So that was good to see. It's really promising. Um, yeah. You mentioned him, you know, having a great productive year for the, for the Texans and he did. And you had me go back recently and watch his film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I and I was pleasantly surprised, honestly, like I brought up the point from Alexander Madison where he's just not like an explosive running back to me. I'm not impressed by Madison. I don't really like him. And I tried to make that same point about Pierce and you had me you, just like I had you watch film on, on Madison. You went mm -hmm. and had me watch film on Pierce and I was pleasantly surprised with breaking tackles um, his explosion. So yeah, I like Pierce. I definitely do. I like Singletary as well. So, you know, Stroud's got some weapons to lean on when he steps into his rookie season. Yeah. Um, he ranked last year, he was eighth in, um, rushing yards per game with 72.2. So top 10 in, in rushing yards per game. That's a promising, um, the yeah. coaches came out this off season and said he's improving in the pass blocking. So that increases That's his huge. chances of being a, a three down back. I know they did bring in Devin Singletary. We'll talk about him in a later episode. But, you know, I think if Damian Pierce is fully healthy, he's going to be a focal point for years to come. And, you know, with uh, that team, we both are pretty confident in C.J. Stroud succeeding in the NFL. Stroud. And, and uh, Damian Pierce is going to be a huge benefactor of that. 
Yeah. Um, you know, having just moved down to Texas, I will be going to some Texans games. So it'll be exciting to see that young offense uh, kind of grow together. We'll see what happens. I like Pierce a lot. Um, he reminds me of like a Pacheco kind of runner, how he's a hardworking, uh, hard runner. So, yeah, yeah it's, the future's bright there. I'm interested. There's a lot of question marks with like just the young offense and what it turns into, but definitely exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the next guy I want to talk about, you just mentioned, uh, um, not in the in the greatest spotlight, but Alexander Madison. Um, I know yeah. you have your feelings about him, and uh, I'm kind of on the other side of the fence. I think he's going to be good now that he has the full load in Minnesota. He's got two years remaining on his contract, so he has some sort of stability there for a couple of years. But there are a lot of potential prospects behind him. You know, we've talked about a few of them that we are uh, going to take a chance on later on. Um, but he's he's only had two fumbles and 474 career carries. He holds on to the ball, and that's pretty promising. Um, he's got a big frame, 215 pounds. He can handle that workload. And without Cook over the last few years, he's averaged 20, yard, 20 carries for over 100 yards and four receptions. Those numbers are pretty elite. And even though he isn't the most explosive, he isn't the fastest. I mean, he's his 40 time was 4.67. That's pretty brutal for running backs. So I can understand your hesitancy on him, but I just, I think in the short sample size that he's had a featured job, he's produced, you know, and I, I think he's going to have a, a good season. Yeah. I'm not a Madison guy. Um, I know he stepped into a role when Dalvin Cook goes down and produced, but in my mind, that's like just a highly producing role period. Yeah. Um, just from an eye test, I'm not impressed by him. You talked about his speed he doesn't have breakaway speed. He doesn't really break tackles. He's just the kind of guy that like gets the yards that are in front of him and then gets hit and goes down. Um, so because of that, I think the Vikings will look to move on from him pretty quickly, or they'll just throw the ball to their weapons, Jordan Addison, Hawkinson, and obviously JJ. So in my mind, it's like he's either not that playmaker and they're just going to use him as kind of a filler running back. So his role will diminish or he's the Vikings are not going to be happy and looking to move on from him quickly. So yeah, I have him at um, outside of my top 30. I literally, as you were talking, I just moved him like probably five places down yeah. because we had just talked about Pierce. I like Pierce Pacheco is another guy I like. So, you know, Charbonneau. Um, so uh, yeah, he's just not my guy. I don't like him. Yeah, fair enough, and I'll I'll be uh, very strong in my vocal points uh, if I am proved correct this season. So you'll be hearing that yeah. later on. Um, let's but, our, let's put him, let's put a Madison wager on the board. I, I, we don't have to do it right now. We can save that for redraft. But yeah. um, there's been a Madison wager either. I bet you one's previously recorded from our trial. Yeah, runs, we'll we'll re-listen. We'll go <laughs> to the archives. You know, but, yeah, uh, I'm sure there already is one, but we will have one before it's up. Um, he's been a big, you know, talking point on a, on both of us uh, on opposite sides of that. But yeah, uh, in his spot there at 23, I have Joe Mixon. Uh, you have Mixon at 26. Um, I think I have him there. I don't know. I don't know about Joe Mixon. So he's obviously yeah. a great running back and he's in an awesome offense. I just don't know what his future is. So mm -hmm. I have him there because he's going to should be a top 10 running back again. But like they brought in Chase Brown, who seems to be a good runner. 
I don't know what Joe Mixon's future is, especially having to pay, you know, Higgins, Chase, uh, Burrow, obviously. But, yeah. Um, and he's aging. So, uh, yeah. you know. Let me um let me cut you off here. He's he's 26 years old, so he is aging, but he's still at that Saquon age. Where Feels like he's been running a lot longer than that, doesn't it? It absolutely does, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he's got two years left on his contract. But the whole thing is, um, the the Bengals want him to take a pay cut in order for them to pay Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. And if he's not willing to take a pay cut, then he will be he he'll be released. But um, you know, previously, um, he took a team-friendly deal in 2021. So that kind of points to me that he's willing to take a pay cut. So I, I personally think he will, and he knows that his value is the highest on the Bengals. I mean, they're, I mean, AFC Championship game two years in a row. So why wouldn't you want to be a part of that team, you know? Um, but it's, you know, his legal issues off the field. He had a pretrial set for June 29th which was uh, last week. I haven't heard anything about that since, but I'm sure we will be hearing about that some way in the new source coming up. But um, he's he's an elite running back, top 10 in, in four out of the last five seasons. Uh, last year he was top five in receptions among running backs and sixth in red zone usage. Like he's, he, he's, he's elite. And, you know, obviously there's reasons why you would kind of be hesitant on him, but, you know, the offense, the uh, the Bengals signed Orlando Brown to a four-year, $64 million contract. So that's going to beef up their offensive line. He's a value right now being where he's drafted. And yeah, holy shit. I had to fact check you on the 26th age, the age 26 season. That's crazy to me. I, I cannot believe it. I reacted while you were talking like <laughs> mind blown because I there's – I would have said 28. I would have said Eckler's age. I would have said like a yeah. couple like older backs that we've been talking about because, dude, he's been a top 10 running back besides the season he got injured since 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably be moving him up here as we're talking this through. Like, yeah, his future may not. He has two years on the Bengals. Like, yeah, that's two should be two very good years. Um, yeah. So and then at that point, it's like, have they won a Super Bowl yet? They'll find a way. People will find ways to pay guys that if you have one of if you have a Super Bowl contending team the next two years and you're Joe Mixon, what are you going to go play for one of the bottom to, like teams to get? You're going to take. Well, you're especially, gonna compromise. especially like, yeah. the teams is going to know that they need each other. Yeah. Probably Joe Mixon doesn't have as much leverage, but no, I mean. You're not going to leave that situation. It's like no, Draymond I, right now. Like, yeah, the whole Draymond Warriors situation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do I go get paid or do I stick with my core team that's been competing for championships? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, after us talking about him, I'll probably end up moving him up a little bit. I just I, I'm not too worried about his legal situation. If it ends up no, getting me neither. That's if the it, other thing. Yeah. If it does get resolved, it'll probably affect him next season. But it doesn't seem like it'll be that bad. So, um, yeah, moving on, uh, someone that, um, kind of ties into the last guy we just talked about, Delvin cook. We both have ranked at 24, just at the tail end of our RB twos. Um, and I don't, you know, Delvin cook is still a beast. Do you have anything you want to say about him real quick? Yeah, he's still a beast. Like you said, he's explosive running back who is awesome for the Vikings. I mean, he is also a little bit lower because of the uncertainty where is he going to play this year? If he's with the Dolphins, then I think he's 
going to be awesome. Yeah. If he's in the Patriots and he's kind of a supporting role to Ramondre or the same thing with the Jets to Brees Hall, mm-hmm. maybe not as much. So is he going to be a featured back here is a lot is going to determine a lot with that value. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, he had sold he had shoulder surgery in February, but he's expected to be ready for training camp. You know, last year was a career low for him and with 4.4 yards per carry. He definitely saw a downtick in efficiency. He ran for a first down on 18.9% of carries, and the previous three consecutive seasons was at least 22.9. So, you know, it's it's noticeable that he had a downtick in efficiency last year, and I think teams see that. That's why he's not signed yet. But, you know, I, I just think wherever he goes, he's just going to be an auxiliary piece. And he, he'll be good, but he's not going to get that big workload that he once saw in Minnesota. So, you know, does he go to the Patriots, the Jets, the Broncos, the Dolphins? I don't know. But regardless of where he goes, I just I, – I don't see him uh, achieving that that elite yeah. level. Yeah, I think, the, I think the Dolphins give him a pretty good workload. I mean, yeah. A-Chain's not going to take over that backfield maybe ever. I think he could be like a swiftish role where he gets 15 touches a game. But yeah, he doesn't have it. that archetype to be a uh, a three down back for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. I think they would be good p- complementary pieces together, and then you're going to still run Wilson maybe like you know as your pounded running back and get Mostert in there because he's McDaniel's guy. But I think his his role would be significantly bigger with the Dolphins than it would you know those other Patriots Broncos. Jets that you named. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so that's where I'm at there. Uh, let's talk about his brother. Let's talk about his brother, James. Oh, Cook, James who, Cook. Okay. Because I right. do have him uh, at 25. I know you're a lower. You're at 32 with James. Yeah. Uh, so let's just hammer out the Cook brothers there. Uh, James Cook for me showed towards the end of the season into the playoffs that he could be the type of running back that the bills just need and it's that's a guy that doesn't need to be heavily involved but when he gets the ball he has the ability to do something with it so i expect him to take a step up in talent level this year as well as role so i'm confident that the bills are going to be an awesome offense maybe the best in the nfl oh yeah it's going to come back in a huge way um and cook's going to be that piece that is a little bit a notch higher than singletary who you know, mm-hmm. was a great running back there. So, um, yeah, I, I expect big things from Cook. Yeah, he's 23 years old, um, coming in at 5'11", 190. So he's not your typical uh, lead back stature. But, you know, in the minimal role he had last year, he was efficient. He had a 5.7 yards per carry on 91 carries. Like, that ranks in the top top percentile. And he had 8.5 in yards per completion uh, on 21 receptions. So he's, to me, he's slated to be that pass catching back in Buffalo alongside Naeem Hines. Um, and he seems to be able to play that third down, uh, versatile runner. So I'm sure he'll get some looks, but I'm, you know, I'm projecting him to be, have under 200 carries, probably over 50 receptions, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I was going to say 150 carries and 50 receptions is yeah. to me reasonable. So yeah, absolutely. And what he does with those, that workload is to be determined, but, I, I can understand your your uh, excitement about him. I just I I don't know how much work he's actually going to get and what he does with it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, my excitement stems from the being the lead running back in the best offense in the NFL. 
Well, I so, think that's our differing opinions because I think Damian Harris is going to end up being the lead back. I think he's going to have more yeah, carries. No he's going to he's going to probably play on a more. Well, I don't know about that. I think James Cook will probably play more percentage of snaps just because of the way that offense runs. Um, but I just think Damian Harris is going to be used as the goal line back. He's going to be used as the early down between the tackles guy, and James Cook will be coming in on third down as the pass catching back. So, with with All that right, for well, me. I think James Cook has more fantasy points than Damian Harris this year. Do you agree? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to take that bet right now. Uh, okay. I just just based on um, the way that that offense excels is through the passing game. And, um, you know, I think Damian Harris will have more carries and more rushing touchdowns. But okay. the way that the fantasy sports is broken with um, pass catching running backs, I you know, there's a good chance that even with the small workload that James Cook gets, he could end up with more fantasy points. Well, then I'm not going to let you sit here and tell me, lie to my fucking face, and tell me that you think Damian Harris is going to be the lead back in Buffalo. Well, I, that's okay. So, how would you define lead back? Because to me, lead back is starting running back on first and second down and goal line back. That's the lead back for me. The pass catching back out of uh, the third Highest down is producing not... running back is for is lead back. I think that's pretty okay. So then, our, we have differing opinions on on what lead back means in the NFL. It's it's subjective. So if you want to call lead it that, lead back then, to you means the guy that runs the ball more. Lead and back gets is goal line starting carries. running back who 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 comes out on on the first down in in week one, ready to go with the team. Who's the starting running back to me? That's Damian Harris, James Cook. Okay, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So percentage of snaps is that what you're going to say? No, but that's what I was just saying before, that even with the percentage of snaps, the way that the Bills run their offense is through the air. So I could see James Cook having a higher percentage of snaps, but that's just because so of the way that they formulate James their James Cook's going to have more production and more percentage of snaps, but he's not their lead back. I wouldn't say more production. I think he'll have more receptions. He's going to be involved in that passing game, which they run through the passing game. But uh, uh, okay. Damian Harris is going to have the goal line work. He's going to have the early down uh, carries. and. That's just okay. where I'm at with it. I know that you don't like to recognize standard scoring because you say, as you say, go ahead. PPR is standard. Okay. But for the sake of this, you're saying then that Damian Harris will have more points in a standard format than James Cook. Yes. Put it on the board. All right, fine. If that's what you want to do, I hate talking about ESPN standard scoring, but if that's what you want to go to, yeah, I, I think um, Damian Harris will have. We're, more we're just live talking through that backfield, yeah, and that's what it boiled down to. So let's put it on the board. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. Deal. Um, Boom. Let's let's uh, talk about um, someone I like very much this year that I'm higher. Uh, I, we, we have him in the same spot. We, I am at 27. You have him at 28. His name is Zach Charbonnet. Uh, or how, you know, Mike, how, Charbonneau. Do you how, do you, how do you pronounce his name? Charbonneau, baby. I went to LSU, Cajun French, who calls it Charbonneau. Charbonneau, baby. Okay, fair enough. Um, so Zach Charbonnet. I'll even spell it for you in the chat here. Charbonneau. <laughs> E-A-U-X. Yeah. Charbonneau. Okay, fair enough. That's how we'd call it down there in the Bau. In the Bau, okay. Well, yeah, um, So Zach Charbonnet is 22 years old, and he's coming in at 6'1", 220 pounds. 
Um, he's being compared a lot to DeMarco Murray. Um, he's credited to have great burst and great vision. He runs hard and has breakaway speed. Pete Carroll even came out and said that, you know, he seems to be able to do it all. Um, so, you know, I could easily see him taking over the goal line carries and the pass catching work for Seattle and what he does with that. Well, you know, we'll see. How do you feel about him? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, he is Charbon, not DeMarco Murray. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's your opinion, but he is being compared to DeMarco Murray. So he is Charbon, not DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray was a stud. I think Charbonneau is going to be good. I'm not as high on him as everyone else. Although I think he was that good as a running back um, at, at UCLA. He looks great. He, and I, you know, I just think that he's going to be in a committee with Walker. Yeah. Um, in his last two years at UCLA, he ran for 2496 yards, so almost 2500 yards, 27 touchdowns with a 6.3 yards per carry. When was that? His last two seasons at UCLA. Okay, so not quite like Dobbins who put that up in one season at Ohio State. Yeah, obviously Dobbins coming out of college was 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 very good, but we're not talking about Dobbins, we're talking about Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, Charbonnet is a good running back. He's he's looks great. He's your NFL prototype running back. I'm just not as high in him as as everyone else. Everyone thinks he's going to come in and take all, a, a ton of Walker's production, and he's going to be the guy that ends up leading that backfield. And you know maybe he does over the uh, over a few seasons, but it's not going to be this year. I think it's going to take a little bit. Uh, he's good, and I I have nothing negative to say about him. Yeah, um, I'm just not sold on him being the alpha in that running back room. They're both going to have a good role. Um, and I just don't think that's the Seahawks as a whole. They have all the weapons in the world. It's yeah. just Geno Smith is my issue. I have an issue with Geno Smith being the core of that. I mean, offense. The number like, five quarterback last year you have an issue with, right? Yeah. The guy that started more games last year than his previous eight seasons combined. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I, I don't like him. Um, and maybe at the age of 32, he just, you know, smoked some ayahuasca with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and had a whole, you know, rebirth, but, uh, I'm not buying it. So, yeah, fair enough. You know, I'm, I can understand where you're coming from. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll be the alpha in that offense. I think that's still, um, backfield with Walker. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The alpha in that backfield. I think it's still Kenneth Walker, but uh, Zach Charbonnet is going to be quite a strong auxiliary piece to that offense, in my opinion. So, uh, but again, we'll see, right? We'll find out. Yeah, it's that's the beauty of fantasy, and honestly, like he could end up being the alpha eventually. I just don't think it's right away. I think he has to blow walker out of the water and walker has to fuck up and fumble the ball it's just it's gonna have to come earned um and by walker losing that job yeah fair enough um now ne the next guy we have swapped here where i have zach charbonnet you have isaiah pacheco um he's 23 years yeah. old coming in at 511 216 pounds runs a 4340 the guy runs hard man when you hard see runner. him run he just punishes the ground as he's running like he's just hard runner. Yeah. Um, he was a seventh round draft pick, so not much investment. I think he personally has a short leash with that Chiefs offense. Um, but he seems like he will be the early down back um, between the tackles kind of guy on a on a pass heavy offense. So I don't know how much uh, work he'll actually see. But um, he had offseason surgery to repair a broken hand and a torn labrum that he played through last year and he didn't miss a game. 
Talk about that a, he excelled through. That he yeah. looked fabulous, and he took over that backfield in in the playoffs. Yeah, Both I mean, he, pass catching and running. Yeah, like, to me, he's a high floor, low ceiling type of player. Um, he's just a safe draft pick to me. I was literally googling those injuries because I wanted to highlight that. Um, he he's a safe. He's a starting running back in an, arguably the best offense in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback. Mahomes running backs get like a 1.3 touchdown per game clip, I want to say, is the number. So yeah. he's going to score touchdowns. Um, he's going to be heavy in that offense, especially like Kelsey's going to get touchdowns. There's a lot that's not figured out yet in the wide receiver room. So, you know, to me, he's probably the number two weapon on the best offense in the NFL. Um, so yeah, I'm high on Pacheco. Yeah. I mean, they're going to see, he's going to see a lot of scoring opportunities with that offense. You know, they're going to be in the red zone a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. Well, before we go on to our next guy, I just want to plug in some, uh, sports ethos real quick. Um, This is a very special time at Sports Ethos because we have officially launched our NFL draft guide for the 2023 season. It It already has more than 60 pieces of content in it, including massive team breakdowns and rankings, and we're aiming to have more than 200 features before the start of the season. And right now you can get the NFL Fantasy Pass for the ridiculous rate of just $4 per month. That's it, $4 per month, and you can find it at sportsethos.com. Yeah, and just to build on that, like the fantasy football division is relatively um, newer at Sports Ethos. It started as a uh, basketball site, and you know certainly there's a lot of um, a lot of credibility behind the baseball as well. But fantasy football, we're starting to kind of build that out and aggressively doing so. And some of the guys that are uh, that we'll have on this podcast, but you know main contributors to that draft guide they are bright football minds yeah um everyone looks at things a little bit differently and i'm excited to kind of share their brains here on the pod um so you know everyone kind of gets to that gets to the end their own way so you're going to see some very bright minds in the fantasy football space that are going to all do it a different way at a highly effective uh level so yeah go get the draft guide probably the cheapest in the industry and you're going to get some of the best content. So um, definitely pumped, uh, pumped to have everyone on. Um, So getting back into it, um, I want to talk about someone, uh, rookie running back for the Miami Dolphins, Devon A-Chain. A-Chain. Yeah, I got, I got A-Chain down at 29. You have him down at 35. So uh, a little bit lower than I have him, but you know he's just he's explosive, man. He's he's fast on a on a on a Mike McDaniel offense. You know Jeff Wilson, his his running back uh, colleague, already came out and said that that boy can go. So go. you know he's he's quick, man. He's he's really fast, and I I think he's just going to excel. He he landed in the best spot. You know he's uh he's really young, twenty one years old, but he's a small running back. He's five nine, one eighty eight. Um, he only played three years in college. In those three years, he was able to get uh, 2,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, uh, rack up a 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, but he also had he was quite involved in the passing game. So, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited, and uh, I, I drafted him in a couple of my leagues already. So, uh, Mike, what do you have to say about Devon Chain? 
Yeah, so he's a great uh, he, he's a great piece for that Dolphins team. I've watched a lot of them in college. I'm not a, a Texas A&M fan. I despise Texas A&M. I, <laughs> okay. I really don't hold many bias. Yeah. Um, but I do not. They're my least favorite college, period. Um, so that's, you know, my knock on him. And there may be slight bias against him, but I try not to carry that over to the pros. But yeah. anyways, he he's perfect for Mike McDaniel. He's quick. He's speedy back. So how, you know, ever, it's no surprise that McDaniel loves speed and he does a lot with it. So a mm -hmm. should be an awesome piece there. Hill Waddle, hopefully Tua stays healthy. I really hope that for that. Man, I hope so too. Team. Yeah. Um, but if everything goes well there, he's going to be a huge piece and a very dangerous threat. Um, so yeah, excited to see what a chain does. Okay. Uh, moving on, we want to talk about uh, a, a duo in a backfield. Uh, yeah, let's, talk, let's knock them both out. I yeah. got um twenty nine. You got I, I got Kamara at twenty nine. You have Kendry Miller at thirty. Yeah. Um, so let's let's knock out that Saints backfield. Uh, go ahead and uh, do you want me to start with Kamara? Or do you want to just jump on on Miller? Um, I'll jump on Miller. He's he's the younger right. back. He's twenty one years old. Uh, he's pretty pretty big. Six foot two twenty. Uh, played three years at TCU. I mean, everybody saw him and that team completely fold in the national championship last year, but. Um, aside from that, man, he, he was able to rack up 2,400 yards for 26 touchdowns in his college career, um, coming in at a 6.7 yards per carry. So, uh, you know, pretty legit. And he's he was um, not a great pass catcher, but I think he's capable. Uh, he didn't test at the combine due to injury, so we don't know his 40-yard. But, um, you know, I just think if Kamara gets suspended, which most of us think he will, I think Miller's going to see some legit opportunities uh, with uh, Jamal Williams in the backfield. So, um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm pretty high on him as a prospect and I, I just kind of like him as a player. I, I think he's going to do really good in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, TCU great back out of TCU. I think he's in a potentially in a role to kind of take over that Kamara Kamara backfields. Uh, yeah. I, so his future is bright. I don't think he's going to get step in this year, um, and really carve out that big of a role you have jamal williams who led the nfl in rushing touchdowns last year you have kamara who will find out this month about his suspension i think it's coming up like maybe this week mm -hmm. um or his, his ruling so then nfl will come out with their suspension after that but six games is i think the projection so um he's gonna have six games there at the beginning of the year to play that number two role in the backfield i think jamal yeah. williams will come out as the rb1 but Kamara's not going to lose a role regardless of how Miller no. plays. Yeah. Um, Kamara is an awesome running back and he still is. He's everything that you want in a running back. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And uh, he's, I mean, he's definitely, backfield. he's definitely not going to lose anything. He's got three years left on his contract, although he is 27. So I don't know if the Saints live out that contract with him, but I mean, he seems like the type of guy that he could last pretty, pretty long with low mileage on his car and, you know, yeah. just his skill set. But they upgraded the they up they upgraded the quarterback situation, so the team should be better. Um, that trial date you were talking about is July thirty first um, on okay, his conspiracy to commit battery. So at the end of the month, we should see what happens there. But obviously, everyone's talking about it. Suspension is likely to follow. Um, yeah. But you know, he's just he's consistently one of the best running backs in fantasy football. You know, yeah. he's never he. I don't know if you knew this, but he's never eclipsed over a thousand yards rushing or a thousand yards receiving but he's been able to wow. be like top 10 without 
ever getting either, you know, but he's been, he's been right there. So um, he's reaching that age where running backs usually decline, but you know, like I said, he's got low miles. I could see him excelling for the next three years and beyond that, to be honest. Yeah. um, Kamara. So I have him at 29 because you said three years left on the deal. He's 27. So in my mind, like three years, that's what you look at in dynasty. Mm -hmm. Um, So Kendra Miller, if he performs at an extremely high level and the saints decide that they want to move Kamara before that deals up, then I think he's still young and talented enough that he'll be moved somewhere where he can succeed. But in order for them to make that decision, Miller's going to have to come in and ball out and prove to be like the backfield guy. You know, he's going to have to be the RB one because Jamal's can play that complimentary piece like he did, like he did in Detroit, but he's not going to step in and be the RB. They're they're not going to get rid of Kamara unless Miller just takes over that backfield. Yeah. So that's going to have to happen in order to see Kamara in a different Jersey. So I'm pretty confident to put him there at 29. So yeah, I love the way he runs. He just looks like such a good stereotypical, just like ball catching running back third down, three, three down running back. But um, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much uh, wraps it up for us uh, on the running backs uh, 21 through 30. Yeah. Um, and uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to cover the rest of these running backs throughout the rest of this week and dive into the wide receivers the week after. Um, again, you can find all of our rankings on Twitter. We'll be posting on sportsethos.com. Um, Mike, where else are we going to be posting? Yeah. Uh, so sports ethos, we're going to start. We probably should like this week after we hammer out running backs, we'll get, we'll go ahead and make a quarterback post. Maybe we'll do that here today is post our quarterback rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, kind of do the same here with running backs uh, after our week and we're in we're complete with our running back rankings so sportsethos.com follow us at at fantasy roadshow on twitter we'll be posting our rankings there as well but you know i think we do have a a post on sports ethos in a channel that kind of updates our rankings kind of as we go um so we'll have that living uh on www.sportsethos.com Yeah, absolutely. All right. Everybody else, stay tuned for what's to come. Buckle up. Buckle up.